You are listening to Freedom Wranglers and I am Chanda. I'm so excited about this portion of what's happening. We can't wait to jump right in. So here we go. Why don't you saddle up, sit back and get ready to help us wrangle some freedom. Hey, Jamie, it has been a minute since we've been together. Howdy doody, girly. So good to see you again. It's good to see you too. Um, Okay, I have a confession. You didn't know I was going to say this. I wasn't really going to go see Top Gun, okay? I told you. I was like, Mm -hmm. meh. I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. Uh Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, meh, we'll see. To me, a lot of the first one was very romantic. It was all about, you know, the love story. Yeah. Um, And the music for me was like the best part of that movie. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of action in it. I'll just be honest. But... I was convinced because my son, he works at the movies. He said, mom, let's just go see it. Let's give it a chance. It's free. We can go for free. Right, right. So I went. Three of us went. Ben, myself, and a girlfriend of mine here. We went on Tuesday. It was epic. It's the best movie of the summer. Love that movie. I was waiting for you to say it. It was so good. So good. That movie was so good. I don't care how crazy Tom Cruise is. He did. An excellent job on this movie. Listen, I put all of his Scientology aside and his wackiness yeah. there. And mm-hmm. I have to give the man props in several areas. First of all, he is 59 years old and he does not look it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not blind. I am happily married, but that man is very well kept for 59. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. He's in great yep. shape. Um, secondly, it checked all the boxes of patriotism and Americana. Like, yes. This is what our country has been waiting for. I live in a naval town, so you know mm-hmm. it's been hype. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. just the scenes with the American flag behind these generals as they give their speeches, all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into the details because I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but you have got to see Top Yeah, Man. There is one yeah. movie to see this summer. It's it it is it is it's it's awesome and I loved Rooster okay I loved the whole story like this wasn't as romantic and I was happy about that it wasn't I didn't have to close my son's eyes or anything it was it had a moral story to it he was trying to work through and I couldn't imagine having to go through what he had to go through right right that was exactly what I thought I was like whoa what a position to be in but like, if you haven't seen the first one, it's okay. Don't fear. You yeah. can see this one without having seen the first one. You can. Mm-hmm. And you will be caught up. You will figure it out. That is not a problem. Mm-hmm. But it had a couple of S words in it. There were no F bombs that I heard. Um, and there was no sex scenes. Like, okay, there was yeah. some kissing, but it was nothing hanky. That's the mm-hmm. one thing I do have to say about Tom Cruise. That's why I do like most of his movies never cusses and he never does the sex scenes never does a sex scene mm-hmm. so those are the things that man it was mm-hmm. it was awesome it was definitely the movie of the summer now granted we got jurassic park oh my out. gosh it's just and, started and it's supposed it did it just come out it just came out today today oh jurassic okay World. yes i know okay yeah, so uh, we've already got yeah. plans to see it next week. We try to wait till the like hype week drops. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we go. So yeah. yeah, we're going and we're gonna go see it in Dolby. Oh, listen, that's the other thing. If you see Dol, if you don't see Top Gun in Dolby, you're missing something. Yeah. Because 
the sound. Dolby is the surround sound and the rumble of those jets. Yeah, that's what makes it. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So good. Yeah. (laughs) It was so good. And and I love that they kept original music. They didn't feel the need to create something new. They knew that. How about that football scene? Oh, (laughs) girl, I was like, you can't see me, but I was wiping drool off of my, no, not really. <laughs> the football scene, ladies. Hello, oh, ladies. I guess. <laughs> I just felt like I was 18 again. I was like, wow, that is so cool. I know. I know. Yeah. It was like dreamboat. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have my set next confession and then we'll get into what's happening, guys. I'm going to see it again tomorrow night. <laughs> With your, your hubby this time? Yeah, because he'll love it. He will love it. Every guy that was a I heard guys out there clapping. It's a man's movie. It is so good. Like, and did you like how this is what I really liked? I felt like I was involved when they were getting the pressure cooker on them in the classroom. Oh yeah, where they were feeling like when they felt the mistakes and stuff. I felt it. I was like, oh man, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I felt the pressure, like when you're in a work situation, and then if you make a yeah. mistake, it kind of affects everybody else. I felt that pressure, and I yes. love that. I love yeah. that aspect of the movie that you actually were feeling a part of the training. Yeah, I exactly. really enjoyed that. Yeah. So I know my husband was in the air force. He was in the Royal air force and he was air traffic control. He has flown in many of those jets with different pilots. He's had plenty of like rides. So Mm -hmm. I know he is going to love this film. Mm -hmm. And the last little plug is if you haven't James Corden, who does the, the late show, he did a video thing with Tom Cruise to kind of promote the movie it's hilarious. There's a oh, side yeah. to Tom Cruise that is just so funny uh, when he's taking him up and they're flying and all this stuff. I, I highly recommend watching it. It's on YouTube. But anyways, okay, that's enough about. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you saw it. I am glad you saw it because I was worried that because you, you told me I'm not really into it. And I was like, man, so I didn't really bring up too much about I it. Know. And then I so now when I, I'm so glad that you, you surprised us all. And letting us know that you did enjoy it and that you uh, actually liked it. And I'm, I, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy. I'm I loved it. I mean, I'm going to tell in my opinion, and I've heard many other people say this, I think it was better than the first one. And that's just mm-hmm. my personal opinion. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also, you know, in this one, Tom Cruise helped di- produce it and direct it. And mm-hmm. so he put his own spin on it. He knew what worked from the original and he knew how to make it better. Mm-hmm. The action. Oh my gosh. I was on the edge of my seat. Like I love action films. So plus then they gave us a sneak peek of mission impossible. That's coming out. Yeah. It did make me want to watch that. Did you, did he do the, uh, in the beginning before the movie started, did you see the interview with him when he was talking about, um, did this for you guys? You know, I, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is going to be a good movie because he put his stamp of approval on it before the movie started. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be good. I mean, be good. this movie was supposed to be released in 2020. Yeah. They delayed the release because of COVID. And then they were going to release it last year and they pushed it back to this year because they said people just aren't ready. They're not really going back to the movies yet. He was smart to delay. I was kind of like, it must not be that good if he keeps pushing it back. No, he was smart and smart to open it up on like Memorial Day weekend. Come on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
it was it's his highest grossing film and like yeah. it made stupid money anyways yeah. well you saw you saw that i went with all three of my sons yeah you saw that right yeah. and josiah is the biggest critic like he mm. will shoot down anything because he's like you know he's into all anime and all this stuff like your son like kind of yeah he he just kind of looks at the book he'll read the book and then he'll you sure. know look at and critique yeah he's like mom that was awesome and i was like yes <laughs> we were cheering we were all cheering we just and it just kind of brought some nostalgia for us because i had them constantly surrounded when they were kids i would take them to air shows yes yeah, so so, yep. yeah so you know what i'm talking so we would sit we'd sit put out our lawn chairs have picnic and we just sit there and watch you know the blue you know the blue angels everything we just sit there and just have a good time and so it just was so nice to finally see a movie as a family as they're grown up and i'm like this is awesome well and i think this is just again i don't think that there's any other movie that has brought two generations closer yeah. like okay you've got star wars and you've got the different ones that they've made that are newer but this one brought generations really together yeah and in a way that i've never seen a movie and maybe it's just because it's myself and my son that are watching it together and like you're like you you know it's your kids and so you're like watching this and you're like this is a movie that was when i was a kid i was watching this and now they've redone it even better and it brings my kids into this whole genre so yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing and he did such yeah. a great i mean tom cruise really assisted in making sure the sequel was gonna oh, be yeah. something to talk about he so. did listen i know that he doesn't put his name to stuff that is not good mm-hmm. i will say that i do know that about him i read an article one time and he's like i'm very picky about what movies i do because i want it to be successful so he won't put his name to just anything and yeah woo, this movie proved that anywho yep. right yep. kudos to tom about, cruise that's it talk yep. about top guns and actors yep. we had some situations take place yesterday with an actor and some guns yes. come I on know. jamie bring us up to speed oh my goodness so all right all right all right oh my heart's broken friend. by the way i know it, he was my, my other I would never marry him. I'd never meet him, but my love. Matthew McConaughey. I mean, the curly hair, the, you know, come on over here and sit down kind of guy, you know, this, the guy's guy. Yeah. Well, you know, he did, uh, came on, came at the white house at a press conference guys. And he came out girl. He came out woke. He came out woke and came out with common sense gun reform. And he gave us six of them. Oh, let's hear them. What are six they? of them? And and the first one is invest in mental health care. Okay. Invest mental in mental health care. For what? Like just for everybody, for people that want guns, like you just, just mental health care. That's a real general just, area there, but just very general. Okay. But in investing in mental health care, who knows how much money the government will have to invest in that. So next, number two safer schools which we can all agree that that should be the case i mean i don't understand why uvalde school didn't have you know protocol there i don't understand why uh this person was able to walk into the school and be able to do what he did i don't understand that yeah you know so yeah i can agree with that number three uh, restrain since uh, sensationalized media coverage. So what does that mean, Chanda? <laughs> well, I mean, that just means that the media tells the narrative you want them to tell. 
Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not allowed to tell the true story. Do you think George Soros might be whispering in somebody's ear? Oh, girl, I believe so, because he owns how much of the media. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, how many different uh, networks is that sucker involved in? I mean, the, the puppet masters, that's what I call them. Yeah. What, what's what's number four? Number four says uh, restore our family values. We can all agree with that. We know that family value, but I think that should be number one, to be honest. That should be number yeah, one for me. Yeah um number five restore our american values well that sounds good yeah that should be number two yeah and that was number five on this one mm-hmm. number six is responsible gun ownership so that's pretty generalized what in the heck is that supposed to mean i mean i know us here in the south we're pretty responsible mm-hmm. you know with our guns our you know kids are raised around mm-hmm. guns you know there's deer there's turkey we have all kinds of varmints and animals running around here where we go hunting and we're ready to shoot and get it and eat it and not waste it well i gotta say that i disagree with him on that last one because you know there was a mother at a graduation party uh, about 10 days ago where a individual a black man showed up and he had um i believe it was an ar-15 and he opened fire on the crowd well thank goodness for this lady she had her concealed to carry license she was carrying she pulled out her nine millimeter and she took him out and he didn't kill anybody no one died nobody died because a responsible citizen who legally obtained just a little handgun, a little nine millimeter was able to take down the big bad guy with his rifle. Yeah. So yeah. you know what? That whole theory of responsible gun ownership is baloney. Yeah. That is baloney because the people that go through the right channels, you, me, that lady, you know, Mrs. Smith down the road, Mr. Mm-hmm. Jones, they mm-hmm. all go through the right channels and obtain their weapons legally. It's right. the people that don't obtain them legally that we need to worry That's about. That's exactly who we need to worry about are the people that are illegal. Yeah. That are, you know, Yes, that are the ones these weapons illegally. That are stealing. Yeah, yes. they're stealing and they're uh, pirating all these guns and weapons, and they're coming into our country, flooding our country. Forget about our border control. Right. Everything is just off the charts right now. Well, you know, so, I mean, people. What people thought that pirating stopped with Jack Sparrow? I think yeah, not. You know, know, it's still going on today, it's and still I, going on. It's I still just, going on. Uh, but, you know, and, and then it brings me to, okay, you, these are nice little ideals here, Matthew, but let's be real. He wants, what he wants is a red flag flag system. They're yeah. looking to red flag people that mm-hmm. they view as an issue. So what yeah. they really want to do is pass a bill called red flag, and that will highlight anybody that they think is a suspicious individual that shouldn't obtain a weapon. Yeah. That is going down a very scary road of control. It has nothing to do with upholding our Second Amendment rights. And I'm so, so against it. So he's really, I hate to say it, but he's lost my respect. And I mean, I mentioned to you before we started recording that like his wife, she's holding this this pair of green converse, right? And what those represent is they're telling everybody that those are the shoes of one of the children that was killed at Uvalde. Mm-hmm. 
But let me tell you this. Those aren't the shoes. Those were brand new Converse she held up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go out there. You can look. Those are not the same shoes. Yeah. And that is a manipulation of people's emotions. And that's what makes me mad about what he's just done. It's a play on people's emotions. And I strongly believe it's part of the narrative from yeah. Washington, D.C. Yep. to try and control weapons. Yeah, it's a Trojan horse to give the government control of yeah. our guns. It's Absolutely. a Trojan horse. And, you know, it's it's not that his speech wasn't good. It, I mean, he's he was very emotional. I mean, he put pictures up. He put, you know, it is a, it was a very emotional speech. It was very emotional. Like, I, I got a little emotional when I heard it. But then when I started listening to the his common sense gun reform, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa wait wait all right all right all right we need to slow this thing down buddy because you're literally giving in to the trojan horse yeah yeah you you have literally you're literally saying give the government control of our guns and he kind of peppered in that you know the whole i'm trying to keep the second amendment kind of peppered that in but it really by the, what he's talking about and his common sense gun reform, it it, it isn't. No, it's no. it's it's a sly way of giving up some of our rights. I just think that Hollywood needs to stay in Hollywood and out of politics. Yeah. That's my first opinion on all of this. Mm-hmm. Mind your business and stay out of politics. Now, I want to conclude that by saying one of our greatest presidents was Ronald Reagan, and he was an actor. But yeah. once he stopped acting and he got into politics, he left Hollywood behind. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Hollywood is heavily involved in pushing their agenda because they are being controlled by people yeah. there. But what about what about the people that have been abused by Hollywood? What about the Corey Feldmans and the Corey Haynes that were seriously abused by Hollywood? How come those names don't get mentioned? Yeah. And how can there be a fight to protect them or those that are coming up in Hollywood from these predators that are producers and directors and actors? Yeah. No, no, no. We just brush that under the rug because we want to get paid. But let's go ahead and let's go against the whole gun control situation when it's not their business. Why don't you focus on your own issues in Hollywood, such as the, the sexual predators that are abusing children that are young actors and actresses yeah it's it it is literally you know i felt like when he was talking it was kind of a forked tongue thing because i realized four years ago that he was speaking uh to an audience and he was he was trying to ban assault rifles he was trying to ban assault rifles and in this i remember it was like four years ago he had this you know he's speaking to a crowd matthew mcconaughey and he was trying to ban the assault rifles because he just thinks that that's that's just something that we just don't need to have. Yeah. You know, and so here we are four years later. And he says the reason why he was called in is because that's his hometown. That's his hometown. And that uh, he felt like he had to say something in regards to this. But yet, listen to this. It's a press conference. And a press conference, you're supposed to be able to ask questions. Yeah. And as soon as he was done talking, guess what? 
bye-bye. No, no questions. And you could just hear the poor little reporters like Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. So, I mean, y'all. But isn't that just par for the course for that administration? Anybody involved in that administration doesn't answer questions. They circle back. I am so saddened. Oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey is going to the wokery. I'm so saddened by this. You know, my heart is just like, oh, I'm all pained. But, you know, we're still here and we have prayer. We're praying for our freedoms to still be, you know, um, that we still get to have our freedoms because, you know, listen, you know, freedom of speech is second. Well, I think, I mean, you know, yeah, and it is. And without, to be honest with you, without the second, we don't have the first. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Without, without the second, we don't have the first. So, and the first, and also the first, we don't have the second. Yeah. They tie together. And, you know, one of my frustrations with Matthew is that Matthew has made money. How many movies has he made where he used weapons, used guns? Mm -hmm. And so that's my frustration is that, you know, how many things that he has, he's made money off of how many different films where he used a weapon. Yet now it's like, well, it's not going to make me no money. So I'm going to go ahead and do this. And I like literally just Googled and like, they're showing um, at least seven different pictures here of him holding different weapons in guns. Yeah. So it's like there's this hypocrisy. Yeah. What? Because it's fake? Because it's a movie? It's okay? And I, and we both know that they don't use, like, they use bullets in weapon in, in yeah. the movies. It's not all the blanks are loaded into that gun. Yeah. So... I don't know. I mean, it takes me now to Hunter Biden and his naked gun picture. Well, there, there you go. There he is with a naked gun. Naked gun. Remember that movie, (laughs) movie, right? (laughs) (laughs) But that's literally there's these pictures that come out. (laughs) To think that they had a movie in Hollywood called The Naked Gun. Oh, that silly good so rude movie. but so hilarious oh my gosh my dad loved those movies oh they were so and they were so stupid really it, it was a dumb humor it but was the goofy you know just it was old man yeah Crazy. um but you know he, they, these pictures come out of of hunter biden buck naked holding it looked like a nine millimeter to me um mm. and i'm just like what the heck like does anybody see this? And is anybody going to do anything about this psycho who's who's like completely loaded up on coke? Yes, like you would have to be. He's got I mean, his- the guy's too big for his bridges. You know his britches. You know well, that's why he didn't I mean, have well, a lawn, Jamie. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't have any. He didn't have any of that on. Oh, uh, he's a he is a sick. Messed up individual. That's the only word to have for it. But I think what come, it comes back to is you want to talk about gun laws. You want to talk about obtaining weapons correctly, Matthew, um, you know, and anybody else who's lobbying for this in Washington. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem I have. The president's own flipping son yes. obtained a gun illegally. We know he lied on the forms. I know. It's so, crazy. I mean, Jiminy Christmas, come on. I mean, this is crazy that we're seeing the naked gun before <laughs> our very eyes. 
with Hunter Biden. You know, I mean, this is this is silliness. It's, it's silliness. Hypocrisy at its best is what it is. And it, it comes back to the elitism. It comes back to the games that they play. It, it's just, it's mind boggling. But so, you know, we had that. And, um, and then, you know, we were, you were talking about Kavanaugh and what just took place at his house. Oh yeah. You know, one of our Supreme court justices. Yes. It's crazy. Cause we have, uh, what's going on. I'm just going to read you the tweet that, uh, Ted Cruz had put out there. Um, oh, Teddy boy. Oh my gosh. Uh, so breaking a man was arrested outside of Brett Kavanaugh's residence around one last night. The man had a gun and said he was there to kill Kavanaugh. He was taken into custody without incident. And so Ted Cruz is saying, this is what he said. The Biden administration encouraged protests outside of justices' homes. Schumer threatened, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. And now a would-be assassin went to the home of Supreme Court justice. And now he's into custody without incident. So, I mean, he's in custody, which is, you know, when they say without incident is meaning that he, there was no shooting or anything that took place, you know, that right. he didn't resist arrest, but what charges come next, who knows, you right. know, who knows? And I just think that it is, it's unfair. You know, the guy was armed with a gun. Yes. He had burglary tools to facilitate a break-in and, um, you know, he just didn't even care. The guy was upset about the whole leak that came out, but I believe that Schumer fostered this. Schumer pushed this. I I don't know if you've listened to the recording of what Schumer said that you just read. Mm -hmm. It is so hateful. I have never, ever heard the speaker of the, that of the house, you know, sound so hateful the way that he did. I saw that. It was just hateful. It was go out and show them basically, like, let them have it. How dare they try and take these things away? And I'm like, you're a psycho is what went through my mind. Listening right. to him. But he pushed that. Saki pushed it. They encouraged people to go and protest outside of their houses. This is not fair to these Supreme Court justices, whether I support a decision that they're making or not, which this one, obviously, I support them taking, you know, the whole mm-hmm. decision of abortion and not making it a national thing. But at the end of the day, these guys should not have to fear for their lives because of the decisions that yeah. they are making for our country. Yeah. I mean, I'm madder than a wet hand about this. This is just stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, this should not be happening. I mean, and, and I think it comes back to also, you know, this Kavanaugh just to be positioned in the seat that he has, he went mm-hmm. through hell. Yeah. He was accused of a lot of stuff that was, there's no proof of it. Yeah, and it's terrible what they did to him. It was horrible, horrible what they did to him. And it's, they, they continuously do this vicious cycle. They tried it with him. They tried it with Matt, Matt Gate. You know, they tried that with him saying that he was a sexual predator. They continuously pull this card out Yet the people that really are the predators are not getting dealt with. And it's just, it's a perversion of our government. It's the perversion of the world that we live in right now. And I'm just so frustrated with it. And it's like, again, it comes back to January 6th. 
that was a peaceful protest. People just walking mm-hmm. to our capital. They didn't do anything violent. And yet many people were arrested, put into jail. People lost their lives. You know, yeah. uh, Ashley lost her life, was shot and killed. That That's not going to be dealt with. That person that did that, it's brushed under the rug. They said that there was a bomber that day. They've got pictures of the bomber. They've got the f- bomber's phone, but we don't know where the bomber is. There's been no arrest. Mm-hmm. And so you look at these things and there's this hypocrisy. It's like, that was illegal. That was terrorist acts to go and peacefully protest. But these people are actually being violent yeah, and wanting to impose violent acts on these Supreme Court justices with their quote unquote peaceful protest. Yeah. I mean, I mean, these are justices. I mean, you wouldn't treat your judge like that. I mean, these are federal judges. You would hope that people would. You, you, you would think that they would have a little bit more respect for them. But we you know in a society that a lack of respect is being coming acceptable. And it's not because we're raising generations that don't know what true respect is. Yeah. And it's sad, you know, um, completely taking a detour. Uh, what's take what took place in Dallas this past weekend, the drag your kid to pride. Mm. I wanted to vomit when I saw the pictures. Mm. I mean, I'm just going to call it like it is. So parents, if you are listening to this with children around, you may want to just turn it off at this point and listen uh, on your own. But Mm. there were parents that took their young children to a drag queen event in a club last weekend in Dallas. And at that event, there were drag queens and some of them had strap on penises around little six-year-old girls and boys. And then they started taking them and dressing them up because Mm. it's what pride month. Give me a flipping break. I'll tell you what, girl, you know, is that not child abuse? How water it's just getting, it's just getting too. Uh, I feel like so- it's like Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. You know, well, things are just yeah. getting worse. I think that it is uh, as in the days of Noah, because God decided to destroy the whole of mm-hmm. humanity apart mm-hmm. from Noah and his family, because it was that bad. I mean, it was worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah, he just destroyed one city. But you look at what he did with Noah. We're reaching that apex right now. Yes. And when it's okay to take little children, little boys and girls to a drag show with half naked men. Where, yeah. wait, what is yeah. that not a type of child abuse to expose them to those things? It's pornographic. I it mean, is, it's, yes. it's, you know, you wouldn't want your kid to watch that, you know, porn, porn, you know, pornography. I can't even would you, would you mean, sit down just, and put on, Hey, okay, family, come on in. We're going to sit down and watch a pornographic film together. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't watch that kind of stuff anyways, but, um, it, it just, it makes my stomach turn. I, I hate that the companies that get on vault, it, like on board with the whole pride thing. And one of the things that I have to say is this, um, the Tampa Bay Rays, 
they, they are way up there in my books because they refused to wear the Jersey. That was the pride Jersey. that was created for them. They said, mm. we're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Because you know what? They shouldn't be forced to support something they don't agree with. Yeah. Why should you know, they, why should pride be part of sports? Why should pride be part of a business decision? It shouldn't. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. Let's make the rainbow about God and not about queerness. Yeah. I said it. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know Over why it. we have, it's just so over-sexualized is what this culture is. And that's the problem. It's so over-sexualized. I mean, sex was made for privacy in your home with your husband and you know just everything kind of just like the gun control it slowly creeps in so we start getting more pda we start getting more you know showing out and displaying our affections and then all of a sudden now we've opened the gateway to other types of P- pda so what's good for the goose is good for the gander is what what's happening so since we do live in a free society it's like okay well if you can do this then we can do it too and it's like that with every place like even in workplaces there's a specific uh dress code for a workplace you know and and that's for the protection of both parties yes yeah it's supposed to be protection um, because, you know, there could be fights over this type of thing because everybody has strong opinions. So yeah, if I, if I don't support gay pride, it could cause a fight. Right. Right. We don't need that in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, and we're allowed to have our own opinions. And here's the thing. If I went around talking about my sex life, my relationship with my husband, that's, that's like nobody else's business. That would be weird, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's okay for them to do that. And to be openly grotesque is the word that comes to mind about these things. Yeah. And so you look at it and it's just like, look, if you want to be a homosexual or a lesbian or a trans or whatever, all the different things are nowadays mm-hmm. that they've made up, you want to do that. That's your prerogative. Okay. hmm mm-hmm. However, I don't need to indulge in it. I don't need to be fed it. I don't need to feast on it because it's not my life. Right. I don't make you feast off of my heterosexualism. There you go. So yeah. why do I need to feast off of your homosexuality yeah. or your lesbianism? I don't. And, and it just disgusts me because I, I turn on a show to watch it, you know, because I think that, oh, I like this show. And then all of a sudden they add in one of those elements to it. And you're yeah. like, what is that even, what's the relevance of that? I don't need to know this yeah. person's sexual orientation. Yeah. What, since when did that become the forefront of everybody's concern about how you identify sexually? Yeah. Why? I think it's just jealousy, honestly. And I think it's jealousy because, you know, since the beginning of time, you know, I mean, we were created by a man and a woman. That's how we were created by God. Yeah. And so the universe, that's the way gravity is. I mean, man, woman, make child. And so that's what you see, like on the movie screens, you see, okay, a relationship is formed and, you know, 
they get married or wherever it's a man and a husband, a man and a woman, and they have a child. And so you have the gay agenda. They're looking at that. That's like, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. I want to show us. They're not representing me. Yeah. So they don't feel included. So that's why they need this extra uh, pride boost. This whole pride boost system to encourage them so that they can push their agenda on us where it's not right. It's it's not how it was created to be. That's that was never you can't make a child. I mean, now they have science where you can, you know, get, you know, in vitro and all this type of stuff and science. But it used, you know, naturally, if we're going to do it naturally, it's it's a man and a woman. That's right. And that's how it's always been. I mean, if you look at the animal kingdom, it's the same way. Are we going to, are we going to start being discriminating our animals? Are we going to woke? We have, you have woke chickens. I mean, my chickens, do I need to wake my chickens up? Are you mad at me because my chickens procreate like that? Like my rooster prefers. It doesn't want hens. another rooster. You know, I mean. But the, ki- the kingdom of God, when, when God created everything, the animal kingdom was established in that way, just as humankind was established in that way. And when you look at the animal kingdom, there's a territorial thing that takes place with males. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you look at lions and he's like, hey, I'm the king of this pride. Right. And they ain't no other lion coming around my woman. Mm-hmm. And he, he, you know, growls and he, they'll fight. And it is in every species. You look at every species in the animal kingdom and that takes place, even in bugs. I mean, just weird stuff like that. The male always goes to fight for the female. Yeah. Except and for the praying man, it's the praying man. It's each oh one. yeah. She, she does. <laughs> she bites his head off. She's she a little crazy. <laughs> she gets her, she gets her babies and bites his head off. As do um, dragonflies. Female dragonflies do the same thing. They're pretty vicious. But, you know, I I just think that you said it, the key word there, it's jealousy. Yeah. And we all know, hey, who's the first one that became jealous? Well, his name is Satan. Yeah. And, you know, his whole thing was he was jealous that he wanted to be worshipped, not God. Mm-hmm. He thought he should be the one being worshipped. So he got jealous. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cain and Abel, jealousy. Boom. Yep. So, you know, I saw yeah. something really good circling back to our gun talk. Um, somebody said, you know, when Cain killed Abel, God didn't destroy the rock and take it out forever because it wasn't the rock that killed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing with guns. Yeah. It's the truth. It's not the gun that kills an individual. It's the individual that makes the decision to point the gun at a person or people. So I don't know, man, we live in a crazy world. Jesus is coming soon. You better be ready. Yep. Saddle up because he is. (laughs) I tell you what, I I mean, I'm only 45, but I'll tell you what. I ain't seen nothing as crazy as what's gone down in the past two years. Yeah. Things have gotten pretty intense and it seems like we're, we're pretty much going to mock 10. Yeah. I mean, mock 10 girl. Yeah. I brought back, but it's totally mock 10 right now. Not 10.1, just 10. Just 10. That's right. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it is, everything is intensified. Everything is blown out of proportion and we're just living in a state of constant conflict. And I think that that's where as Christians, we have to take things and say, okay, what, how do I look at this through Christian viewpoint, a Christian Mm -hmm. goggle, if you want to call it that, because we've got to look at it through God's lens. We can't look at it through the eyes of the world or our flesh, because if we do, we will become so anxious and worked up and fearful. Life won't be worth living, you know? And so um, I just think that it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. But guess what? Victory is ours. And God is first and foremost um, the victor. And I believe that this country can be taken back and will be taken back at a period in time for a great revival. Yes. And that's what I'm praying for. I am praying that we don't isolate ourselves as believers. Do not isolate. That is how Satan will get you. Yep. We'll make you start thinking these things like I need to do this. I will do this. And when you start hearing this, I will, I will stuff. Think about who said that in the beginning. That was Satan. Mm -hmm. You need to understand that the God of this age wants us to be prideful and wants us to take matters in our own hands. Yeah. So there is, you got to understand, you have to have a discerning spirit of what's taking place in this world. Now, having a body of Christ, communicating, talking one to another about the things that are happening, praying together, being a part of, you know, like I said, the body of Christ and encouraging each other and revival will happen. It's just, we go about it that way and God will make a way. He will rise up a standard Yeah, and it will happen because you know what? The devil is God's devil. So nothing can get through to us without permission from God. That's right. So when the devil comes in like a freight train to us and tries to put these thoughts in our head that this, that, this, that, this, all this negative, negative, negative. Remember that God, the devil is God's devil. So he can't do anything without the approval of God when messing with the believers. And God's already got a plan in place. So no matter what the devil tries to throw at you, God's already got a plan. Yeah. He's already got a plan to deliver you. He's already got a plan to protect you, to preserve you. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I know that Jesus is going to return. And somebody asked me this, and we'll just wrap this up here with this. They asked me recently, if you knew the day or the hour that Jesus was coming, what would you change about your life? And I paused for a moment and I said, well, I wouldn't really change anything apart from one thing. I would, uh, I'd just be more vigilant about telling people about who he is. Mm-hmm. And I'd be more, you know, you got to know, you got to know Jesus. You need to hear about my savior. That would really be more where I would push harder. But apart from that, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I would continue to live my life as I'm living it. I would continue to serve him. I would continue to pay my bills and go on about life, you know, and make plans for the future because that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to keep living for him, serving him and, you know, move forward. We can't just live in a constant state of fear. No, absolutely not not at all. I've read the last chapter and we win. So anyways, that's right. That's right. 
So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but we know we know who is the author and finisher of all things. That's right. And uh, we take up your armor, man. Get into Ephesians six. Put on that armor of God, because then you'll be able to withstand the enemy when he comes That's right. in. That's right. And you'll know how to use your armor. So, anyways, be blessed. And you know, you know, hey, that armor didn't include a gun. That's okay. You gotta watch out for that naked gun. That's a scary one. That's Whoa. right. <laughs> watch out for the naked gun. <laughs> oh, we love y'all. Be blessed and uh, fight for freedom. That's right. Wrangle it in, y'all. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.